Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book. I do the review, do a review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone. Uh, joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hi, everyone. And uh, how are you doing, Juliana? Well, I know how you're doing because we've been <laughs> in the same room with each other, <laughs> in the same home from we've each other. We've been living here continuously 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm... I'm actually uh, doing better. Yeah. I'm feeling better. I'm a bit rested from yeah. all my... Yeah, you're going to hospital next week? No. Oh, week after? The week after. Oh, week after, in a few weeks' time. Uh, so hopefully you're getting over your uh, various illnesses and things like yeah, that. I'm yeah, the world's gonna... weird at the moment, isn't it? Oh, so weird. Like, normally when you'd be like, oh, going into hospital for an operation, you'd be like, oh, that's big news. But with the current news, it doesn't feel it doesn't like feel... news. yeah. What with COVID-19, like you said to me this morning, like the only thing on Twitter, was it the only thing on social two, two media? Things. Only two things. Two things on Twitter. Yeah, is uh, COVID-19 and Black Lives Matter and, Which is... and the intersection between the two of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which one of them is important and the other one really sucks. Yeah. I mean... Well, I think they're both important. Yes, but... But it seems so weird that they feel both so important and then you're like, well, what can we... I mean, why am I even talking about it on the podcast? It seems well, a bit weird. It's just that, like, I just want to see, what, see what's up and what's up is that, like, feels weird feels weird at the moment. It does. Um, don't really have very much to say about either of those two topics, though, really. Well, we did I, a whole podcast about COVID-19. Yes. I don't think I, I've got enough to say about Black Lives Matter to I say a whole... I absolutely support. Yes. Except for wholehearted support for people protesting. Yes. And, uh, and the cause behind I can't behind be out it. there and won't be out there. But no. In my heart, I support it all very much. That is one of those things where I was looking at those protests in Berlin and I was like, yeah. oh, I could be, you know, I could go to Berlin to yeah. do this protest. But because, again, you're going to be going to hospital, you're an at-risk person as well. Like, there's lots of things I should be like, oh, I should go back and start doing this. But, like, it isn't, it isn't just me, Yeah, you know. It, I know. And now I read something else. Uh, it's uh, apparently, uh, depending on what blood type you are, you're more at risk as well. Oh, really? And, That's another thing. Yeah, you my mentioned mom, that yesterday. My mum has the perfect blood group. She's uh, uh, o, o positive. Yeah. And we are both the worst thing blood is, group. I don't know how well this is going to age because this is one of the things that like I in two know. months time they'll, go, they'll be like, actually it turns out blood, blood, blood type has nothing to do with it and we're just going to be like, yeah. oh, we thought that was going to be something. Yeah. But reading this kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, come I on, know. no. Hey, let's move on oh. with it. Let's let, let's allow people to listen to a podcast without uh, uh, right. COVID-19 and stuff. We should, we should just get to what we actually want yeah, to talk about. what we want to talk about. So well, what are we actually going to talk we're about? We're going to talk about another Neil Asher uh, novel in the Agent Cormac series. I've completed one of his series, which is the Spatterjay, which is just like a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I started... Um, Was that with the vampires and... No, Spatterjay. Pirate, pirates what? or something? Well, no. not vampires, but pirates... And on a on a on a there's there's a sailing ships on a sea which everything in the sea kills you and eats you and it's like really really nasty. Ah, but also, if you get bitten by something, it gives you it's like superpower. Well, not superpowers, but it like it like infests your flesh and turns your human flesh slowly into this le like these leeches. And but it's good in some ways because you can live forever. But also, you slowly turn alien. Anyway, it's a really <laughs> there's lots of in, really interesting stuff going on yeah. in that book. Now, mm. there's another one of his. Uh, I mean, there's a whole polity universe. So there's lots of series set and standalone novels in the polity right. universe but I decided after trying to go right, I'm going to read through the chronological series I explained this on previous podcasts I'm not going to do it chronologically I'm just going to do it in the in the book order publication order of the series yes. and one of the most uh, like the best known ones or one of the, the, the foundational series in his polity universe Neil Ash's polity universe is uh, Gridlinked uh, well the Co Agent Cormac series starting with Gridlinked and there's like five or six books in that and this is book number three three 
book number three. Have we uh, reviewed the other two? Uh, yeah, we did. But check this out. I just thought, hey, let me look up on Wikipedia what's about what, what's going on about here. Now, here's Gridlinked. Gridlink is a Neil Asher novel. And then there's a sort of goes a big chunk on that page there, as you can see here. Yeah. Um, and also at the top, it says this article consists almost entirely of plot summary. It should be expanded to provide more balanced coverage that includes real world content. So in other words, it's sort of like detailed plot summary, uh, technology, planets, spaceships, characters and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like there's a lot of stuff there. Well, certainly you can look up how the characters are called. Yeah, that's really handy. <laughs> that's the kind of thing I was looking up. Linopolity. Linopolity is a 2000. And then it just says it doesn't have plot details or characters. It just says technology, AI, runcible, uh, contraterrain device, AGC, you know, and you go like that. And then you get all the way to, along to the third novel in this series, Brass Man. Oh, Brass Man is the two. There. Yeah, it's nothing there. Brass Man is a 2005 science fiction novel by Neil Asher. It is the third novel in the Gridlink sequence. That is the entirety of the Wikipedia entry into this wow. novel. Because okay. here's the thing. It, when you start off a series like, I mean, the world is very well realized. You mm -hmm. know, it's very, very, I really enjoy the world. But as you get into each one of these, you realise that there's actually less to talk about on a Wikipedia page because it's sort of like, oh, it's this is the world. Do you think it's repetitive then? Or? Well, a little, no, it's not that it's repetitive, but here's the thing. Let's compare this, like most people on Goodreads, as I was just checking some of the reviews, most people on Goodreads say, well, it's a bit like the culture series, but obviously not as good as the culture series. And of course, that is <laughs> that is kind of what you could say. But each one of the culture series, there's like a different theme to it. Yes. And the theme isn't just expressed by what the characters are talking about or what's happening in the plot. Yeah. The theme is very, very tightly explored by where it is, like where it's set. Like, okay. is it set on a planet? Is it set on a ring? Is it set inside the culture? Is it set outside right. the culture? What kind of aliens do you meet along the way? All yes. those different kind of I things. I always had the, the feeling that the culture books were part of one thing, but each individual yeah. was so different. Yeah, I mean, and this is the thing in the re culture reading order that I put together for yes. people who wanted to read it because there wasn't actually a proper ending to it because, you know, it, uh, Ian M. Banks ended the series and then came back and wrote some more. <laughs> so, you know, in the first books of the weakest ones, so don't start with the first book, start with the second one, you know, those kind of things. But you can kind of put them together into different thematic explorations, like there's this death and afterlife trilogy yeah. in in there inside as well. It, inside yeah. that. I mean, it isn't really a trilogy, but there's like three, three books talking about that kind mm -hmm. of thing. There's some other ones that are talking about more about the ship mines and the AIs and their kind of things. There's like two books which focus more on there, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's different, but each one of them, the themes of the book are so clearly expressed by the setting and the characters and the main characters, what they want to do, and by the kinds of aliens. Like if we want to go, oh, we want to talk about aliens, or we want to talk about um, hell or heaven or the afterlife, they yeah. can just go, well, let's just invent a planet where the technology on the planet means that everyone's got a device put in their head that when they die, they their afterlife is in a virtual construction. And if they're good, they go to heaven. If they're bad they go to hell and they're tortured all the time and then yeah. we can set part of the action in the hell where people some scientists are going into that hell to do it and then outside of it it can be like the culture is deciding that is that torture to torture these artificial well not artificial intelligence but these recording virtually, virtually like the torture, entire yeah. book can just be like let's do a thematic exploration of, of the afterlife topic. and what it means yeah. to think there is an afterlife and all that and, kind and of stuff it, uh, also doing it in a science science fiction way no, I'm saying like, it allow it's so clear what the book is about yes. because everything is unique to that book, even if the culture isn't. Like the character, like the, <clears throat> the agent from the culture or special circumstances or so, can go in there and it's and it's a different person each mm. time. I mean, there's a few book, there's a few repeated characters in the culture, but generally each person in the book can be tailored to, for the best possible exploration of in the that theme. story. Yeah. Now here's the thing with this agent Cormac and the polity, especially well, in this trilogy. It sounds here, like we have one character that we follow along. 
It's not just one character, no. but it's it is kind of like the agent Cormac. He like agent Cormac is, it even says here on the um, on one of the blurbs. It says that the, Ian Cormac, a legendary Earth Central security agent, the James Bond of a wealthy future, is hunting an interstellar dragon like that. So it even says right here, the James Bond of a wealthy future. The thing is, if you want to do a deep thematic dive into a topic and use a character who's already been established for two uh, for two novels beforehand. Yeah. And there isn't a lot, like, y you can only attach so many thematic explorations to a single character. Right. Which then means that a lot of the side characters or the minor characters or the antagonists or these other people have to do a lot of the heavy lifting in that way. Uh, and I you see. can't spend all the time. Like, for example, in this, it's actually called Brass Man. And one of the main characters is this golem, which is sort of like this artificial intelligence in a robot kind of thing, yeah. um, which has got, uh, which is a psychopath or it's, it, it's got m multiple personalities and, and you it's being controlled. It's been used as a weapon, like, because it can kill indiscriminately and normally, you know, the kind of Asimovian. Uh, robots, they you, you don't do that. And because it has multiple personalities, yeah, they don't. They don't all match up. Yes. Yeah, they don't right. match up. And one of them, one of, he's actually been loaded in with a psychopath, like a Jack the Ripper kind of person, uh, has been like a, you know, Hannibal Lecter, but like someone more dangerous than that. But, you know, like... Uh, more dangerous. Well, you know what I mean? Like those people, they, yeah, they're <clears throat> killing prostitutes and eating people. I mean, of course, one of them actually a real person, one of them a fictional character. Mm. But if you think about someone who's truly dangerous mm. and then you implant his mind into a robot, but also there's other mind, there's other things going on inside the robot and stuff like that. So... The exploration of that is interesting, but then that's only a minor character in this book, even though the book is named after the brass man, after uh, this... Mr. Crane. Oh, I see. Mr. Crane is a brass man. He looks like he's made of brass because he's a robot and he gets dropped on a planet and right. has some adventures. But who, I mean, there must be, like, if mm, well, if you have a character that is has been uploaded with, with a, yeah. a dangerous person mind kind yeah. of thing, then to me it feels like the more dangerous people are the people who uploaded that. Well, exactly. And you get these, at the start of quite a lot of the chapters, especially at the start of the book, you have these retro acts in this book and it's sort of like a retroactive little look at where why, he comes why, from. How and it's can, sort of like yeah. people going, oh, this should be fine, let's do it. And then he just what? turns around and kills them. And other people are like, hmm, this person's going to be useful. And then he turns uh, around and kills them. You know, so you actually get a little potted history in, the, yeah. in these uh, these retro act sections, okay. uh, certainly in the so first half of the book. Was all mistakes? Not all mistakes, but again, this is what the book is about. I'm not going to go too much into it, but you yeah. get that kind of exploration. And then you get this thing where, like, back in the day, Ian Cormack met a, um, this, uh, one of the, Ian Cormack is a, an agent, like one of these special circumstances agents in, in the culture or whatever. Yeah. With the idea being that the world is run by artificial intelligences. You get Earth Central and you get all these different, you know, runcible AIs. And they're the people who are like in the different planets and mm. different solar systems around. And they control the gates where you can like transport between them because right. that takes a lot of processing power. And then you get like the ship mines, the ship AIs. Yeah. In this book, you follow Jerusalem and Jack Jack and the clubs. There's a whole cast of ship mines who get onto with their kind of stuff like yeah. that. And Ian Cormack is specifically someone who they want someone who can go into a situation with their humanity intact. And this is why I realized when I was reading oh, right. this book or listening to this book, I realized he's not James Bond, he's Ethan Hunt. 
Ah, oh right. You understand? Yes. Like the whole point of Ethan Hunt, as we see in the latest Mission Impossible yeah. movie, is saying like, okay, someone, anyone could go in and like sacrifice their team just to do the good job and, and eliminates you know, and eliminates the yeah. threats really easily. Yeah. But they'll just they don't care about human life. They don't care about this and don't care about that. And yeah. you realize the exploration that what we have now with the Mission Impossible squad is that they're the people who will go in and they will try and save their friends. They will try and save their ex-wife. They will try. Yeah. not kill random police officers in Paris yeah. but still get the job done because yeah. they are a bit of humanity at the heart of what could otherwise be in non like a, 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 yeah, a cold-blooded yeah a cold-blooded assassin well no they no I'm saying if the it, especially in mission, this latest mission possible fallout and also in this book it's very clear that when you get like some bureaucracy whatever who just tries to keep people safe and tries tries to get the job done yeah if there isn't a core of humanity at the right. center of that yeah. job what you end up doing is falling into i wouldn't say fascism or whatever but it's falling into like oh it doesn't matter if we kill this yeah. entire planet yeah. we manage to stop the threat whereas yeah. ian cormack is he is really hung up with sort of like at the start of this book he's got like the post-traumatic stress where oh i thought i was going to save this thing but then this space station was uh, like he's really regrets like sacrificing people yeah. and the calculations it takes yeah. to sacrifice some people to save yes the do you sacrifice a million to save was that the trolley problem yes it is have. exactly it's a trolley problem and if at the <laughs> core of the trolley problem you just got an artificial intelligence calling the shots i'd be like oh yeah we'll just wipe out these million people like yeah. they just do the things sort of like either two billion people can die yeah. or one billion people could die and we can yeah. let a billion people can die yeah. well we'll take that one that's the best way yes and the idea being for that, them it's numbers yeah for them it's a numbers yeah. game but the yeah. idea being that they have someone like a polity agent like this who can come in mm. and say what is what what is the calculation here? Yeah. You know, yeah. and and that kind of thing. Now, again, that's kind of explored in previous books. It's made explicit here that like the reason why he doesn't have any special capabilities. Oh, he has this thing called a grid link, which is where the first book comes from. It's called grid linked. Mm. The idea being that he is in his brain, he's got this thing which so he can talk to artificial intelligences and take their powers on. But again, that was shut down because it was like, no, that's actually getting in the way of your humanity. You have right. to let that be a, a, go like come through. But he still has it in it. He still has it in, in him, him and he accidentally starts using it and sort of like, oh I thought this was just turned off they're like well yeah there's like these different levels of power in there okay. and stuff like that so and that's kind of explored here too but what I'm trying to get at here is sort of like there's only so much you can do in that direction and then it's sort of like oh oh I was going to say before like back in the past he'd met this this artificial uh, this um, alien device this alien big thing which is these four spheres each one a kilometer across all kind of linked together and then they break apart and then each one of these novels is sort of like hey is this and it's called the dragon these four big one kilometer spheres mm -hmm. get split apart and in the in the next book they're like oh look there was a bit of dragon landed on this planet let's go down and talk to them and they go over and talk to them okay. and then this one is sort of like oh and here's dragon because it all split apart but dragon he, is is a, a dangerous well, that's the thing. It's said, it's said to be dangerous. He's, he's, like, he's always set up as a big like, antagonist for the polity. Like, yeah. This is one of the big threats yeah. that we've got to deal with. So what happens is that these books, are, all these spheres break apart and go elsewhere. And in each one of these novels, he's tracking down Dragon again. Right. Like that and it, to me, it feels a bit weird. If there's like a massive big thing and it breaks apart, yeah. 
uh, to me, it feels like it would always be very well known where they are and what they're up to. All right, so let's get round to the world building. The world building of this <laughs> is that the polity, there's this thing called the line of polity, which is what the second novel is called, and that is where the end of the sphere of influence of the polity has got to, where they put all the runcibles, which are their little gates, their little, their, their, not little gates, big gates, big but gates. the gates where they can go through a faster than the speed of light. Yeah. And they bring in these sort of like U space spheres or whatever, and they would have established these things. But humanity has spread a lot further than that because before they got these instant tra transportation devices mm -hmm. loads of colony ships were sent out from earth over mm. the course of like 400 years colony ships were sent out and the first ones were really slow and then the next wave was a bit faster and the next wave is a bit faster and as you go out hundreds of light years yeah of course what happens is the slow ones are overtaken by the fa fast speed ones yeah, right? and then the high speed ones are then overtaken by the ones that the, can go at the speed of yeah. uh, speed of light or whatever yes um, so you've got these wave waves of different planets which like there's these ships and this is what this novel is set up there's a, a, a planet called cull with the idea being that the people humanity arrived at this planet with a ship in orbit yeah and sent down and came down on it's a bit like planetfall you know you yeah, leave yeah. the ship in orbit go down and then, and then d deal with that yeah. you know set up a colony but still have it in orbit there's too. still a yeah. spaceship in orbit and this on Cull, there's these people called the Metal Metaliers, like they're the pe they're the scientists who went down who didn't, and their kind of sub race of humans who went there didn't mo modify the bodies at all, and they wanted because they were scientists, like oh no, we're going to go back into space, and then you got the faction of people who modified the bodies to fit in with the planet a bit better, right. and you they've got like these spines and these different eyes and gills and stuff so they can breathe the atmosphere better and things like okay. that, uh, and they're the people who think they're real humanity and the people who are less well suited to anyway. There's this whole kind of thing and the people are like we're gonna go back up into space and get to this spaceship and then it's revealed that they actually on a place where a dragon is and they go down and speak to dragon which is underground in some place and mm. dragon is saying hey you should do that like he's trying to like but it's an entity it's it's an entity it's, it's like an, an alien entity from the but it's an entity that has split into four bits and it's yeah. still the same everywhere or is it like it, the there's bits, a lot going on with it it feels but, like the bits uh, the, the develop their own yeah that's the whole point of... it's sort of like you you're spread out and like you're broken into four places but that's guess what it's sort of like uh, a thematic exploration oh. Because uh, he even says with Brass Man, what's Brass Man? Brass Man has got different things in right. his head. And then at one point, it even says that of like, and Agent Cormac was being attacked by this alien, like different alien technology. There's, there's another <laughs> yeah. one here. Different yeah. alien technology was yeah. attacking him. And so what he did, he 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 was splitted his brain into different places. He's got his biological brain, and then he had uh, his sort of like his grid, the gridlinked name, brain and stuff like brain. that. And the okay. same thing happens with the the, the same thing happens with the um, in uh, the uh, the drones uh, and mind in um, in the in the culture novels as well yeah it said that like uh, you know the um, the knife drones or whatever they have they mm. have no not the knife drones whatever it is the the different drones and in, in the player of games you have the drone which looks like a, a, the size of a suitcase but actually it turns out that was a costume that a smaller drone was had yeah. and inside that drone he had different m levels of mind he has yeah. a sort of like you know his quantum mind and then yeah. his mechanical mind yeah. and then an electronic mind but also he has a little bit of um, biological brain in there yeah just to have some kind of violet do you understand that? So this whole this whole um, looking into these kind of mind things reminds me yeah. very much of the psychology of human brains having different brains as well, mm. right? So it, it's 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 kind yeah. of equivalent uh, in okay the the. Uh, I and the it and yeah the id the ego over, over super ego and all that kind of stuff yes. yeah so um, 
is it is it all like is it all coming is it all like looking back at humans to or is it kind of but here's the thing it's mostly just an adventure book where wars happen and they chase aliens okay. and stuff and one of the things that i really like about this is that earth is an odd planet out that all the dinosaurs were wiped out and there's no massive super predators okay um for the people living there and in all of the other books in the, in these uh, all these other polity books and mm. in spatterjay mm. and uh, you know and in these other ones you have these planets which they're just full of these big creatures mm. and then <laughs> big creatures that eat those big creatures and everyone's ashamed of the, uh, afraid of like in the spatterjay people are afraid of the spatterjay there's the leeches and the different things that the sea creatures that are in yeah. there as well in the previous book there's the hudder uh, and in this book Something there's the uh, whatever, whatever it is anyway it doesn't even say on wikipedia but there's some monsters in this, um, the, some some leechy things, and then some other things, and you get the first stage ones, and the second stage ones, and the third stage ones. Oh, they're the legendary ones. They're the dangerous <laughs> ones. And there's a there's a uh, in this book there's a guy. Um, in one of the blurbs, it says Anderson is a, a knight, and because this is sort of like when when they set up these um, when the humanity arrives on these planets, doesn't they don't always manage to keep their level of technology at the highest? It can drop down can, into different levels. Like in the culture, we also have yeah. this. Yeah, you get these people. Yeah, I, I want to talk a bit more about that because there's something very interesting. One thing that I want to talk about, which is different from the culture in this novel, yeah. these novels. Um, but what you have is he he's a knight and he's, his job is to go and if there's one of these stage three sleers, I think they're called, is the name of the the, the He's grizzlies. an expert in It's sort of like, oh, if you've got, yeah, well, defeating them. And he's a knight, so he's got a, he's got a horse. It's not a horse. It's a big beetle it's kind of thing, big... armadillo kind of thing. <laughs> Um, a, a mode of transport. A mode of transport, a, but also an animal can, mode of transport. That you can ride. It feels a bit because we've been playing Legend of Zelda yeah. and Breath of the Wild. It feels a bit like that. You just go, oh right, you can go around and there's bear. these big beasts <laughs> and the, the different levels of beasts. You get mm. the talus and the junior talus and the stone talus. Anyway, so he, yeah, so he goes he goes around and does this. But the idea being that Earth got away with it. That there's in the in the ocean there were some super predators and the dinosaurs were also these big things and super predators. But we but humanity evolved in a place where there wasn't just constant massive threat. Right. Of things which could just swallow you, just going around that can swallow you whole. Yes. Like, let me just let me just that? make something clear in my mind. Like, yeah. It, but basically, I mean, it is a different universe, but it still has Earth. Yeah. And, but humans, like, let me just put it this way: did, did they originally go come like from our kind of world situation yeah. and then went to space? Or, yeah. Because you keep talking about predators and dinosaurs on Earth. We haven't had dinosaurs for. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. When you're on other, if you arrive on another planet, yeah. one of the one of the cutoff points for for human intelligence or human level intelligence Is on other they planets, are, they're not the highest predators. Yeah, they're not the highest predators. Yeah. Humans really got lucky by managing yeah. to get to the point where they can yeah. get intelligent enough to become apex predators themselves. Yeah. without being killed off by the actual by the apex other, predators. But it, what what was uh, do do you know the reason why humans left Earth? In this book, in this book, well, I yeah. mean, and in this, in this universe, well, in this yeah, series, yeah, we get always get a bit of backstory right. about this because there was a, there was a thing called the Quiet War where the artificial intelligences were just sort of like, guys, you're not running things really well here, <laughs> and they had a war between the artificial intelligence oh, right. had a war between themselves. So they became the predators. The, well. Here's the thing. It's one of those things that they, when you're an artificial intelligence and you take over Earth, even says sort of like people are like, no, this is really bad. It's terrible. But they're like, yeah, but they've sorted out poverty. Everyone's yeah. got food to eat. Everyone's <laughs> got doing well. We're spreading out to the stars, and and like, and you get like the uh, the separatists who are like, no, we've got to get out under the you know the terrible boot of the AIs, and everyone yeah. who's living on Earth is going, no, it's really nice here now. <laughs> like it's all been it's all yeah. been sorted out. Here, okay, let's just talk straight about that. Let's get straight to this point. 
what is really, really easy to do, or what's, no, let me say, let me take what they're back, not easy. What makes the culture interesting mm -hmm. and why I, sh I don't think anyone should ever read the culture from the point of, like start the culture series from State of the Art, which is a, uh, which is the, um, a novel, oh, it's, a, it's a, a novella where yeah. someone visits Earth. Mm. Uh, Ma or whatever her name is, she visits Earth and mm. she gets her body updated a bit so she can pass on Earth. And it's like the 1970s, 1980s on Earth or something yeah. like that. That's a terrible way to start the culture series because then you always look at it going, oh, this isn't the future of Earth. This is a parallel parallel universe. Everything's going on there. Right. And Earth is special because it's being left alone as like a natural experiment to see what human level <laughs> intelligence can, can do without Earth uh, with anybody well, I was going to say without Earth Central taking <laughs> over, without ship mines coming in and taking over yeah. and running the place for yeah. us and stuff. But that means that the starting conditions of the culture can be whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. The starting conditions of how the artificial intelligences run things can be whatever you want it to be. The starting conditions of how violent the, the or how, like what's the baseline violence and baseline altruism and baseline characteristics of anything that you want in the culture can be at anything you want at any point and you can just start a story there. Mm -hmm. And this is why I wanted to tie that into the start of it, that you can always say, oh, we're going to set up the rules of this world and this interaction with the culture and all of these kind of people. We can set them up with the exact starting parameters that we want to talk about this thematic exploration. Like we can do a thematic exploration of this exact topic. Yeah. Whereas with Agent Cormac, he is a human from Earth. And right. the polity is an outgrowth of what happened on Earth in the 20th century. They talk about stuff, oh, you know, pre-AI, uh, pre whatever, you know, right. for 21st century stuff or 20th and century, is, this kind of stuff. that is always the, the fact. That's the basis. It's always there in the background, yeah. which means that when you actually get to the point where all the time I was like, hmm, the polity or the, the AIs know about this thing going, they know where Dragon is, mm. but they're, they're not telling Cormac that they know where Dragon is, but then they're sending him off to go and fight him. Yeah. Like that. See, that's, yeah. that's immediately something that I thought. But then it's revealed so why all of that kind of stuff. Strange. But it's revealed why. And again, I don't want to give away too I mean, much. There must of it. be a reason for I that. I mean, there is. There are some reasons, yeah. and it's because there's some other technology there. This Jane technology, okay. and somebody in the first book finds some of this. He recognizes what it is, and he's like, "Oh, that's really like he's just at a market it's store. Powerful. Yeah, he's oh, that's really yeah. that's really powerful and stuff. And because he was a biophysicist, yeah. Um, uh, who knows about DNA or something like that? He takes it and it's subsumed. You know, you get subsumed into it. And that's mm. Skelor. He's he's back for this. Uh, he was he was one of the main. You know, the, the, the dragons in the first book, and then Skelor, and they and the brass man. They, these are previous characters, and they, you think you're going to kill them off in the previous books, but, but then, then they, they can, got subsumed by they, they can subsumed and then destroyed yeah. and all that other kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and so he's you know Skelor is back, brass man is back, dragon is back, Agent Cormac is back, some other people are back, and things yeah. like that. Uh, but again, they have to work from the point of view of like, these are not magical culture beings and culture AIs who can be as perfect or as altruistic and as perfect as they want to be. Hmm. And so what it, it turns out, again, not massive spoilers, but one of the reasons it's a mild curiosity, and I guess this is the third book in the series. If you're into the series, you've probably read this book already. But the idea being is that they're using the, uh, the dragon and Skelor and these other ones as a, as a honey trap. The idea being yeah, that, that 
that uh, makes a lot of sense. If if you're an AI, yeah, and you're having a an agenda, yeah, and and then you have this thing, and yeah. then of course you're going to use it for yeah. your for it's your bait. advantage. It's yeah. bait for other ship AIs in the polity yeah. who can't be trusted not to use the Jane technology because the Jane technology is so seems to be a thing like, which that's the thing that's wiped out previous civilizations right. millions of years ago. So everything's if you let going it out there, yeah, and the the per, the first person turning up there, yeah, you know, okay, they are not they are up to no good. Up to no good. Yeah. So the whole idea being is that they that they send Agent Cormac off on this thing to track down Skellor and Dragon and things like that, and then say, "All right, what ships go after him? What other ships follow Tell him? Who... <laughs> Tell us who isn't to be trusted." Yeah. And there's this, there's this gang of ships who are obviously there mm. not to be trusted. And mm. at the end, when everyone's like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" like this, that's what they're going for. So the idea being that, like in in the uh, in the culture, everything's perfect because all the ships they mostly agree on everything. And if they don't agree, they all come together and talk about it. And, <laughs> and here it's sort of like people looking up and there's mass space battles going on. They're going, "Who's fighting <laughs> up there?" It's like, "Oh, it's the ship AIs. They're trying to decide if we should use Jane technology for good." Or if using it is going to wipe out the whole of humanity, or if they're they're going to use it because then they can use it and evolve with it and go, yeah. and humanity is going to be left behind. Yeah. And the ships are fighting about that. And Jerusalem, which is one of the main ships, yeah. its job is to study it and also to make sure nobody else can can use it. Like it's sort of like right. the quarantine has lots of these quarantine yeah. uh, provisions to to study it Jane. Sounds technology. like an, an anthropology ship. Yeah, it is. It's an anthropology <laughs> ship, but not anthropology, but Janeology and Jane-ology. dragonology and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So here's the thing the book is really interesting because it set up this world in previous books and this is yeah. continuously going on with it but it's difficult to find stuff for James Bond to do if James Bond isn't the most interesting person in the in the in the story yeah but it's more like I say if you think about it more like oh he's more of an Ethan Hawke Ethan Hawke Ethan Hunt Ethan Hunt Ethan, Ethan Hawke is a kid I went to school with and I always thought his name was <laughs> like it was, it was such a cool name Ethan yes. Hawke Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke, Hawke Starfighter is yeah, what yeah. I would always say because his name yeah. sounded so uh, generic not generic, no, totally Hero-like. not generic. Hero-like. It sounds like something from a computer game or movie. Ethan Hawke? <laughs> yeah. No, no, wait, no, wait a second. No, his name, no, Ethan Hawke is the actor. Ethan Hunt is the... Ethan the, no, Hunt. No, it was Ethan Darg. That's the kid I went to school with, Ethan uh, Darg. Uh, no, anyway, no, not that good. Ethan, not, Ethan not Hawke that, is the actor. Ethan, Ethan Hunt is, is, the, is yes. Mission Impossible. Anyway, Not so I'm getting Ethan, Ethan... But Ethan is just not a common name in the north of England. Anyway, let's oh, get on it? with it. No, it's really not. Um, um, what I want to say, though, is, like I say, the, the, the comparison to this is that it's... It, the thematic explorations are so more clear in the culture that every time you read a book, you're like, what's this book about? Yeah. And you read it and you're like, oh, it's about this and it can just mm. be about that. Yeah. Whereas this book, when you go, what is it about? It's sort of like, oh, it's about sort of like different factions within different levels. It could be in the brain. It could be in a place. But it could it be in a like ship. It, it could be in what? But it feels like this has been the, the theme in, 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 in the previous books as no, well. No, but that's the thing. No? It's more of this because the... It's more of the main, It's much more in this because the main... It's like, it's called... not It's not called uh, griddling. It's not called line of polity. It's, it's called about this, brass man. This, it's much more about that. This guy with the multiple lines. It's not about him, but he is one of the lead-ins into the thematic, yeah. into the thematic exploration. Oh, I see. Which is this. And this is what I want to say about this. What, why I like this is because it's this... If you want to talk about the themes of the book, normally when you're talking about this, like these kind of things... You go oh what's the theme of this uh james bond movie like oh isn't it just about battles in space and, and in this case uh, not battles in space but like battle you know, action and stunts and all that kind of stuff yeah whereas in this it's sort of like well really it's about cool uh, fights with monsters 
Like, that's a really fun part of all Ian Cormack's books. Yeah. Not Ian Cormack's books. All of Neil Asher's polity <laughs> books. There's always some gribblers. There's always some, like, the, you know, the Predor, which is the mm. one species which they're fighting, or, you know, the gribblers here and the aliens there. That's... Just having interesting aliens to fight is good fun. Mm. You know, they could be intelligent, not intelligent, really dangerous, lesser dangerous. It's Are just also fun. friendly aliens in this universe? Uh... Yeah, well, not in this way, not in the same way, okay. because uh, it, that's not what these books are about. There are, but okay. here's the thing: what's the uh, there's this thing in the in the other books? What's the other uh, intelligent species to come from Earth? There's humans, and there are Pigs. hornets. No, hornets. Hornet. The, the the hive mind of hornet nests oh. get to a level of self-aware, conscious oh, okay. intelligence, yeah. and people can actually be hornet agents. So uh -huh. they go around and they've got a little hornet with them just to kind of keep, Aww, keep them keep cute. them and stuff like that. So anyway, and there and in one of the novels, the job is he's got a hornet queen and he's going to go and plant a queen on a different planet, totally legally. They're not meant to be doing that, but he the, but the guy is being paid by the hornets to uh, <laughs> to to set up a <laughs> See, hornet that's, colony. That's fun. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you get all these different kind of things. But they're like, not really aliens. No, they're not aliens, but it's a non-human intelligent, but again, predator. It's always these, pre like right. all of these things come up for predators. Yes. They're okay. the only ones and that humans are not like total, like apex predators. Well, I guess yeah. humans are apex predators, but not in the, not, we're not great white sharks or yeah. polar bears. It sounds a bit to me though, what? like this series is very much not feeding, but it is, it feels like it's, it's, it's set up very well, like, a fan base but like it's set up um, a certain universe um, which people enjoy mm. and then it's just kind of playing with this and then playing with this more going one time in this direction and one yeah. time in that direction but it's kind of like yeah, but it's satisfying. yeah it's just continuing the story yeah um but like i say but does this guy evolve as a as what, a character agent Cormac? Yeah, is or is he just well, no, but again, that's not middle, the point. Middle-aged, whatever. I don't well, even know. Well, he's not middle-aged. He's a hundred years. He's a few hundred years old or oh, something, because right. it's in the future. Like people live a long time or right. whatever. So he's quite like a lot of these people are quite old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of the people on the on the planets that they go down are these planets outside the polity that don't have the uh, polity uh, technology for to live a long time and everyone live comfortably and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. But the whole point is that the the polity is constantly growing little bit by little bit. In a previous book, yeah. it talks about how they uh, how uh, how they do referendum on planets. On the planet, and to, then did I tell you about this? I think so. How they agree? Do we join or not join? No, it's not they no. agree or not join. They send agents along, and the agents just have to talk to as many different people and you're yeah. like hey do you like it here and they're like oh no it's terrible i wish it could get better even if they don't know the polity exists yeah so they get a, a, a feel for what it's like what the population how, thinks. how difficult is it to uh... <laughs> and when and when they get uh, when they start sampling above 50 yeah. percent of the people on the planet wish that they weren't living there on the planet and they want to live in a better place change, yeah. yeah the polity they come in and say all right you're part of the polity now that kind of thing so yeah. so but again it's really messy and like i say the the, the idea being that there isn't one monolithic answer to a question where it's sort of like the AI is there just going to sort out everything. You know, we're talking to the we're talking about this the other day when people are saying, oh, what we just need is for Mark Zuckerberg to get grow a spine and start blocking the Facebook posts of Donald Trump. Yeah. And you're like, right. But that means one person, Mark Zuckerberg, has the power to control the communications with the people uh, with, from from the government to the people. 
Yeah. Which is what we all didn't want Rupert Murdoch to have when he owned, you know, the all Daily the, Mail and the Sun and, you know, all Fox all News, um, Sky TV and yeah. all the tabloid press. Yeah. One person could decide what the political messaging was going to be yeah. from massive swathes of the population. But you're like, oh, it's OK, but you just read a different, read a different newspaper, you know, watch different news channel, different kind of thing. Mm. And it was so difficult to go, mm. right, we can't have. And this is the same thing, monopoly in news printing in the, in the city. They always say, oh, we can't have it so one company controls all the newspapers in right. one city. We need some different things so people can get different diverse views. And, and over time that was broken down and then the internet comes along. And what we're doing is like, oh, let's just make it so like Jack from Twitter and Mark from Facebook, they can just decide what we want the president to, how much the president can communicate with people directly. And you're like, is that really the answer? Now, again, you could say, yes, it is the answer. But then you go, well, who gets to decide what Mark Zuckerberg decides yeah. is the thing? And if you're just sort of like, oh, he should just be a good person. It's sort of like, OK, so you just want the people with the full amount of control to happen to agree with you. And yeah. if they don't agree it's, with you, they shouldn't have that tricky. power. And it's so difficult. And you realize, I think the oh. answer is you just need a different president. Yeah, that's the thing. What we actually need is much, 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 much stronger democratic processes. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. In in uh, in America, when it comes down to it, it was sort of like, oh, who are you going to vote for like this? Are you going to vote for someone who is blatantly racist, misogynistic, and all that other kind of stuff? Or a woman It's sort of like, actually, most people vote for a woman you know, Hillary Clinton, mm. she got more votes than mm. Donald Trump, but Donald Trump was it. And you're like, oh, no, that's the that's a, that's a democratic, that's an issue with democracy yeah. and who should appoint the Supreme and, Court judges and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. meanwhile in France, there was a, there was this thing they're going to go, what's it going to be? Is it going to be Marie Le Pen? Is it going to be literally someone who was allied with fascist, like, yeah. you know, National yeah. Front? Or is it going to be somebody else? And everyone was like, oh, we're going to take somebody else. else. <laughs> and you yeah. read the thing that's sort of like, oh, 30% yeah. of people in, in France voted for the Nazi party. Well, not the Nazi yeah. party, like yeah. the National Front. It's sort yeah. of like, the, oh, that's really bad news. It's sort of like, no, that's the good news. Only 30% voted yeah. in that way yeah. and it, they managed to dodge a bullet you know it's in in Europe the way that democracy is set up not not the United Kingdom but let's say in the rest of Europe the way that democracy <laughs> is set up is when it comes down to the choice of like oh do you want the super right-wing National Front Party or do you want to just hold your nose and vote for the centrist everyone in yeah. France is well not everyone in France but enough people in France are like all right, let's just go with the centrist, whatever, whatever guy. It's yeah. going to be better, you know. And there's these relief, relief valves of like, oh, uh, which one should we go for? Tell you what, not the fascists. And there's democratic processes to not have the fascists, uh, white supremacists, as the leaders of the country. And again, there are some, there are other issues in France. I'm not saying it's the best thing in France, because of course there they're like, like nobody's allowed to ha cover their faces. It's unfranched, if unfrenched to have face coverings. Yes. And you're like, oh, when it was Muslim women, that should be against the law. And yeah. suddenly it's sort of like, and now for health reasons, everybody, everybody must yeah, face masks. Yeah, everyone. Now it's been in France in public. Yeah. Everyone has to have face masks on. It's yeah. now going to be law. And you're like, oh right, so they have their own issues with racism. But here's the point: it, that isn't. There isn't the, the fascist racist at the very top, literally yeah. saying, police, be more brutal with people when you bring them into custody. When you're arresting people, just be more brutal. He literally told that to people, like he told that I to know. police. And this really stresses me I out. Know. I hate, like, my Twitter timeline is mostly about that. I know. And it, it's uh, so stressful for me. But here's the thing. You can't yeah. just have, and, and this is not what this novel is about, but it's like what you're thinking about. Like, this is the thing in this novel. It, yeah. You can't, there isn't one single monolithic solution to these problems. Yeah. And there never is. There can't be. 
Yeah. That you have to break it into parts. And again, that's what the brass man does. That's what this book is about. It's like, we're going to have to take this unit apart. And each one of these things has to have a different role. Yeah. And when you bring all these different roles together again, you actually get a balanced solution. And what that is, is democratic processes. Mm. It is strong non-governmental institutions. So are you saying the brass man has what? democracy in his mind? It, there, put it this way, there is a reason why by the end of the book he is not the mindless killing machine uh -huh. that, he go, what, that everyone thinks he is going into the start. Right. He does have a massive serial killer as one of the bases of his brain. Yes. But the way he ends the book, he's not a hero, but he's no longer just a vicious killing machine. Right. Because in the brain, and again, this is what they could have done, like what the, uh, the, the polity agents and the AIs, the ship mines who were controlling it, they could have just come down and just got, well, let's just squelch that out. We, can just, we could just come down there and wipe him out completely. No problem at all. Mm. But they don't. They actually get someone else to talk to him, play a chess game, arrange his brain, like, like weirdly. It's, it gets deep. It gets weird. But I'm I was totally into That's it. That's the beginning of the war, war games. Yeah, again, yeah, you, the robot like, killer kind the, of thing. The robot AI mind coming, playing yeah. games until it knows, until it notices, hmm. Maybe there's just never a solution yeah, to this. Yeah, there's not a solution. Yeah. It's, it's not quite as simplistic as that, but yes, it is one of those. It is one of those things where you can do that. And then, again, don't need to give away too much about what happens to the brass man, but again, all of the different stories in this is saying that what you can't do is have a single point of power yeah. and a single point of control and then hope that the person in that single point of control happens to Thanks. agree with you. Because that yeah. isn't what democracy is, no matter what we say. And it's not like I think Donald Trump should be able to post to Twitter about all that kind of, you know, he shouldn't be able to post saying people should be violent and we're going to send it and all that kind of, kind of no, stuff. No, but we knew that this would happen. We knew we that knew would happen. We knew in 2016 that this is, would be the kind of style that he would do. Yeah, and all of and we can't just hope that the people in power just happen to follow the rules because, again, when Donald Trump, when when Obama was president, there was they they uh, there was a law passed that he couldn't use Twitter to ask questions mm. of people, mm. because asking questions of people it was it was deemed to be a an official way of talking to the to to the citizens. Yeah. And if he if any way that the the um, president does that, there has to be they have to take into account how much effort and time that will take for for the for the people to respond to it. Mm. So. President Trump, President sorry, Obama, never put a question in mm. his tweet mm. asking people about anything because to do that they would have to have a committee of people to work out how much time that would take for the population to respond to him. Was it worth it? And if it was class, yes, it would be worth it. Then yes, you can start asking that question. Of course, Donald Trump comes in, doesn't give a shit about any of that, and yeah. certainly the Republicans don't give a shit about that either. Yeah. And it's one of those things you go, oh, all the rules that you put in place that Obama had to follow that he I couldn't just... ask questions on Twitter because it would take, it was asking too much of them. Yeah. Just all gets thrown out and you realize, ah, you can't just rely on it. And again, that's not what this novel is about explicitly, but no. that's what's going on with this. But, but in, if you read this and you're reading it in the context of, of our what's times, happening now, these questions yeah, what are, are the single, mind. Yeah, yeah, what are the single points of control? What are the single points of monopoly power? I'm not talking just monopoly of like one company owns everything, but Facebook is a monopoly on social networking and information. Yeah. Twitter 
is kind of, but it monopolizes news rather mm. than people's communications. Yeah. But it's news. And you could just say, oh, have fact checkers. And you're like, well, that's not going to work because, you know, there's lots of different ways to go in there. But it comes down to the point of it is like, who has the power to control these kind of things. Mm. And if the only way that the world works is that the people in power happen to believe the same things that you do and you happen to agree with them, and when that works, oh, that's all fine. Yeah, That's just not the way the world works. You actually need very, very strong democratic processes and strong non-governmental institutions yes. and, in place and too. Rules yeah, that are in place for whoever is yes. in power. And yeah. it doesn't change just because that person yeah, but, is then from from the uh, the other other opinion or whatever yeah. then they then change rules according to what they like yeah I, i saw this crazy thing about you know donald trump wanted to go to the church for an opportunity uh, so gets the military to tear gas pepper spray whatever clear a crowd for him yeah. to go through yeah, now one of the civilian leaders in the military went with him on that trip not realizing it was a photo opportunity esper whatever his name was yeah And he is like one of the civilian leaders of the military yeah. and didn't even know what was happening or what was going on. Yeah. I mean, it's a complete, what is it, cacistocracy or whatever it is, sort yeah. of like just total, like, oh, I didn't even know what was, and the whole thing. Anyway, I don't want to go too much into that, but like the, there's, the, you can't have a whole system set up where you just have to hope that everybody does their job properly, because guess what? Donald Trump can get in and doesn't do the job properly. Anyway, we're going a long way off with this novel. What, what I wanted to say, yes. what, what I wanted to talk about this is sort of like when you start off with real humans, with real human concerns, unlike the culture, which can start off with sci-fi, Star Trek-y kind of like, oh, everyone's doing this. And there's no such thing as money. Yeah. There's no such thing as that. It's not like, yeah. no, but humans do want value. They do want measures of value. They do want all the other kind of stuff in yeah. society for them to go with. Yeah, you start off with what humans are like and then try and build a culture like communist, well not communist, but like totally everyone's looked after, everyone's equal, everyone's like that. Yeah. It's very difficult for, to get from where we are now to that utopia. Yeah. And this, these novels are sort of like, well, how difficult it is to get there? It turns out very difficult. Very difficult, yeah, um, of course. And one thing that I just want to talk about with the writing process and things, what you actually get with all these different things, uh, these different novels where you have big ship mines and spaceships and, and Uh, civilization spanning supermines and also galaxy spanning civilizations and all the technology that can go along with that is that it's difficult to create drama in some ways because when you just go oh these have got super powerful stuff we're just shedding the ships in and they can deal with it but that doesn't always work because they're too high level and there's no drama if the ships go in and solve all the problems right so what they do in these kind of novels and this is what neil asher does too you you know and uh, peter f hamilton does it all these you know people who are doing these big big civilization big space opera kind of stuff space with universe yeah, operas <laughs> that you always have to level things out so in this book you've got different things going on you've got the people you've got anderson the knight and his squire kind of character, mm -hmm. the guy who comes along with him, and and they're, fight, they're on horseback fighting monsters mm. and solving some problems mm. there. And then you get the next people up who are also there, and they're at human levels interacting with humans. And then you get the people who are dealing, who are more superpowered, the golems, the... Um, The, the people who have died and they've... They're, their mind have been the, uploaded. Yeah, their mind have been uploaded right. into a computer which is running in their own body. Right. And there's other people who are just computers and there's that level of people and they're like a different power level. Yeah. And then you get like, oh, the ships, the small level ships. And then on top of that, you get the big level ships. Also on that level is Dragon and the Jane technology. Right. And then above then you've got Earth Central. And you realize that these and what Earth Central is dealing with, which is more the like Jerusalem Jane level kind of thing, like yeah. civilization threats. And then you get kind of ship level threats 
threats, then you get like drone level threats, mm -hmm. then you get then you get like uh, uh, agent level threats, and below you get like so knight on horseback everybody level Everybody has threats. their individual threats on their level. On their level, what yeah. they're dealing with. I'm sorry, I need up? to take this and okay, move go my... for it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, no, it's good. No, no issues there at all in the microphone. Good. Um, so each one of them has the different levels that they're working on, and. Uh, but the book keeps switching between them. Right. So sometimes someone is literally on horseback fighting a dragon, mm. not the big dragon, but like a like it, it, the, an he's animal being, yeah. transportation yeah. object. Uh, he's on he's on a he's on a uh, an animal where you can ride it with a lance and and spear um, dinosaurs right. level kind right. of things. And on top of that, you've got battles. And then oh, also below uh, on a micro level, you've got like artificial intelligence is doing. Uh, uh, circuitry uh, hacking into each other's brains and <laughs> okay. all of that's there and all of this in the climax of the book is all happening at the same time yeah and I really enjoyed that however it is sometimes a bit disappointing that so many of them get out of that where they're like oh this is really bad this person is being overwhelmed and all you do is you just drop someone from a higher level down into that situation you understand that so they get help from and the they get higher... help from a different level right. which actually once you understand about halfway through the book what's going on oh this ship is at that level and above that that is the dragon in Jerusalem kind of level and mm -hmm. this is going to be bad for the person so what you need to do is right. you need to for them to solve it I see I see so the the higher the higher entity yeah. has sees a use of helping the lower entity yeah for its own yeah for its own um, politics or for its own um, yeah. way to go yeah so they are doing that not out of like oh there's some no, no, person it, in distress i need be. to help but what i'm saying from a story point of view yeah. it comes it put it this way in uh there's there's always a bigger fish in the sea kind yes. of thing like that line from yeah. was it the phantom menace or whatever it is underwater and they they're yes. being being chased it's by the goober fish. It's and they, huge. And then there's a, an and even then they bigger one. Yeah. Even bigger. And then they do the same thing where they chase it back and it, it happens like again or something yes. like that. I can't remember which which edit that is or, or whatever. There's like they, they get chased by one fish and they go into a bigger fish. Yeah, whatever. I know, I know. But there, it's sort of like, oh, there's just bigger fish out there who happen to sometimes solve your problem for you. If you're being chased by a fish, mm. it, then it gets eaten by a bigger fish and you get away. Mm. And once you realize that's what's going on, some, then you're like, oh, how is this person... That's a helicopter. A helicopter. <laughs> no, is it a helicopter? I know, it sounds like a small... It smells, sounds like a, a plane. Small plane. Small plane. Um, yeah. If you get to the point where like, oh, this is this level of technology or this level of uh, whatever, mm. uh, and you, you have to chase, you're being chased by that and you have to guide it into this other one so then it eats the thing that's chasing you but lets you get away, all that kind of stuff. Once you understand that's what's going on, then it becomes a puzzle for me as a reader going, oh, which different are these different levels mm. of knights on horseback, human agents, drones, small ships, big ships, civilization yep. level kind of stuff. Where are these going to interact? Yeah. And which one of them is going to pop into the other one's sphere or yeah. pop up up into the next one's sphere or, or someone down. else drops down into their sphere of yeah. influence and stuff like that. I'm just saying, once I realized what was going on with this book, where each one of these stories is happening at this different level and where, are they, where does it intersect with the next sphere up or the next sphere down, the next level of drama up or the next level of drama down. Yeah. That's really that's really cool, and it's fun actually when they go, oh, this this level four slea or level five slea or whatever it is is too much, and even when the golems come down, the golems are like that's too much for me as yeah. well, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, so now I have two remarks or yes. two two things. Two questions, yeah. One, are there any women in this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there are. 
I mean, Good. not don't have a lot to do in this novel. In previous novels, there are more. But again, this book's 15 years old. So, yeah. like, I think if it was written now, there would be more women. Mm. Um, but yeah, not as many as you there could be. Um, the knight could be a woman. The knight couldn't be a woman because, oh. again, they're on like a medieval level place. Oh, right. uh, and so the women in that book so are sort of like, are like the women are someone's wife, someone's sister, uh, someone's uh, wife or sister. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it's a different it's a different kind of thing. I see. Um, and and second, it's pretty long. Well, the book, yeah, it was like 20 hour audio book. Yeah, it took me quite a long time. Yeah. Not because I wasn't enjoying it, but just I, just I just don't have a lot of time for reading. Yeah. And also I'd saved up some podcasts and listened to quite a few podcasts recently. Yeah. The next book we got is probably a shorter book. We should probably, we'll probably get through that in about a week. Yeah. The next podcast probably coming up soon. Oh, um, well, no, I'm, I'm, oh, it, it, I started reading it. Let's and, talk about that on the yeah. next episode. We'll, we'll, we'll do the full, we'll do yeah. the full, uh, uh, story of that book. Yes. Anyway, I just want to say this book, not the best book in this series, but once I kind of, once I settle into it and just enjoy it for what it is, yeah. like you're not going to get a huge amount of... Um, but you're getting what you're expecting to get. I'm getting what I'm expected, which is um, space opera with uh, with space battles and monster, monster battles, battles and AI versus AI hacking battles and also, you know, uh, gribbly monster battles and all these different kind of things. Yeah. When, when someone leans into it and just go, there's going to be five or six levels of conflict. Yeah. In each time, in each chapter, we're going to check in with one of these levels of conflicts mm. and one of these levels of mystery and work out where it is and where they intersect with each other further and further out of this shell of conflict or deeper and deeper into it, depending on like what level of technology or what level of power that you have there. Reminds me of this um, uh, role-playing game uh, system which I've never actually played but I found it fascinating which I think was Mouse Guard but they also did a, a version of it with Alien mm -hmm. Alien versus Predator with the idea being that with Mouse Guard you get mice and things smaller than mice are insects and if you've got five in big insects that can like gang up on a mouse and it, but if you've got 50 mice that can gang up on a cat or a right. bird yeah. uh, but then on top of that you get you know humans and stuff like that yeah. so the the more le different levels of size and shape and when they went across they're like hey this works perfectly and we can use the exact same system mm. for aliens you have marines and aliens about the same one on one because you know one of them's got weapons but mm. then one level up is predator which mm. is more powerful and then one, one level up from predator is human in a in one of those mechanical uh, loading dock yeah. kind of things yeah. and one level up from that is like the queen level or the 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 car that they drive around with in aliens and then one level up for that is the drop ship and then one level up from that is the is the cargo or the you know the nostra nostramo whatever it's called like the big ship that they can fly around in and as you go up and down these layers mm. it you could interact with one layer up like Ripley, who is not a marine, but she can take on an alien just by with her brain. Mm. But then you put her in one of the, the big things and then she can take on one level up, which is the queen level, you know. Yeah. So each one of these levels of technology or each one of these levels of power, mm. not let's not even say technology, but just sort of like size and shape. You can, like anyone below you, you can take them on unless there's more of them and there's, 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 they can overwhelm you with numbers. Yeah. And you can take on someone one level up, yeah. but you can't take on someone two levels up. Two yes. levels up is too much. Yes. And reading this book, I'm like, oh, that's what we have here. Yeah. Like a human who is really, really competent, like Ian Cormack, can exist at the same level as the golems or the same level as the like the robot kind of people mm -hmm. because he just uses his intellect and humanity and knowledge and, you know, all of the different things that you get one of these super, like, super intelligent, super capable people. They yeah. just can use their action ability and their brain ability. 
like Batman doesn't have superpowers, but he can he can exist at the place where like uh, superheroes does, even though he himself doesn't have any metaphysical. Because he he, use, he comes up or makes the technology to help him out. Well, he's this. a billionaire mm. who is also the world's greatest, uh, and he's also a ninja, as we find yes. out from the movies. Like yeah. he, you know, he yeah. he trains in Tibet to become a ninja and comes back, and even though he he doesn't have superpowers. He can exist on a, you know, when you talk to, talk about superheroes, he's right there with them, even yeah. though he doesn't have any, he, he doesn't have super strength from serums, he doesn't have alien-given <laughs> superpowers, yeah. but he exists on that level. Yeah. But you can't go two levels up. No. Like, and that's the thing where you see with these superhero things where Spider-Man just gets beaten up by Thor, and you're like, yeah, of course Spider-Man just beats up. <laughs> no, of course Thor just beats up Spider-Man. Like, you can only go up and down so many levels. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, that that's that's what I find interesting in this thing, like these different levels of of, of control, these different levels of conflict and yeah. things. It reminds me a bit when we played Zelda, how the um, the bad the the main the main threat yeah. in the castle, f people you can go literally in yeah. right from when you when you got resurrected, you can yeah. go straight in. But then of course it's much much harder because you yeah. don't have tools. Yeah. But then the, the way that we went in, we were like we were, we were overpowered. Oh, so, yeah. we had so much armor, so much, so many weapons, and we had the help of the four, yeah. the four uh, other champions who then took away literally half half the of, hit points. Yeah. The, the stuff. <laughs> so um, so if you yeah, we were more yeah, uh, and then we could take up on this higher up. Yeah, this high level. Yeah, yeah, but it is one of those things that as as you're doing that, you're like, oh, actually, the interesting conflict happens when two people are at the same level. Mm. Like, if, if we hadn't have got the level, if we haven't got the armor up to level four armor, yeah. and gone with the big things and just known all the tactics and weren't known exactly how to do it, mm -hmm. and we get through the castle losing, I think I lost like four hearts, like with all the Lynels and all the other stuff. Mm. I lost like four hearts on the way to beat Ganon. So I'm like, that's not where the interesting conflict happens. No, you know? but. To be honest, beforehand, we, you, you, you lost quite a few hearts. Yes, of course. Learning, I was saying, learning, yeah. getting to that level. Yeah. yeah. So it's that yeah. where, so it's it's really game balance is what we're yes. talking about now. Of course. And game balance within a novel where there are galaxy spanning artificial intelligences, yeah. uh, leftover artificial, like alien technologies which can take it over things. It sounds very much like you could take all these, this universe and this, these books yeah. and create a board game or video game out of it. Yeah, but it wouldn't be interesting. No? No. No, of course not, because to make it interesting, everything would either have to be at the same level, and then it's sort of like, oh, we're just an agent going to oh, right, a planet. Because if you then happen to 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 get the card yeah. with the whatever. That's what I was saying about this role-playing game. Right. It only works if you've got a whole system yeah. designed around, okay, if you're a fox and you're going up against uh, 10 mice, you beat them easily. Yeah. But if you're a weasel going up against 10 mice, the, the weasel or the stoat or whatever more, it yeah. will have more problem. You know, that's yes. the whole point about All mouse right. guard is that it's yeah, it's mice, mice level things. Mice level. And they're great at killing insects, but like, you know, yeah. uh, not big insects and not too many big insects. Yeah, um, and then if you're then the, the, the greater opponent of two, yeah. two levels up, yeah, yeah that's you just win. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, interesting book, not the best book, and it was a bit slow. And I've talked about it very enthusiastically, but overall, it wasn't fantastic, but like I say, the world, the playground that there's going on there and yeah. the ideas, not, not great. I'm going to give it like 3.75 because it's certainly not a four-star book, mm. just because there isn't enough development in there, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, but... It, it just plays around with it. Just, it's sort of like, here's a big play box, let's play around and we'll talk about some thematic ideas yeah. and have some action. But 
it's very difficult to create that drama when it's like it's more like mm, how is this going to be resolved is someone going to pop up from a lower level is someone going to pop down from a higher level yeah. you know why is people why are people even doing this like i said before why are people being doing doing this even when the the ship ai should just know what's going on and should be in complete control mm. and dragon should be able to solve this problem no problem because he's so powerful as yeah. well yeah um yeah so uh yeah, it's more. It was more of like a puzzle, interesting exploration than an actual really good story. However, for what it was and what I understood it was going in, I really enjoyed it. So hopefully, we can pick up with another book, the next book, Polity Agent, which is book four of five. Hopefully, this will be. I, I want just more of a solid story. Yeah. And if it just focused, like, hey, let's not concentrate on everything all at once. Yeah. All of these different but layers. Just one layer. A simple, not a simple story, yeah. but a, a story like which is a bit more outside from what's all going on, yeah. maybe. And of like course, that's some... what they did. That's what Ian M. Banks always does with the culture novels. Yeah. Is sort of like, hey, if something something happens inside the culture, the the ship minds just sort it out, and there's no drama about yeah. it. So it always has to happen at, outside, yeah, yeah. where it's sort of like one guy gets dropped in and has to control a government from the inside or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. say guy, he, she, whatever gets yeah. dropped in there. Um, so yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. 4.75. Any Anything else you want to say? No, I was just thinking the whole time if we should... Um, ah, no, we shouldn't. Um, I Yeah, that's good. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. That discussion, under an hour. Look at that, 59 minutes and 14 seconds. Pretty Follow good. me on Twitter. I'm at Luke Boach. Follow Juliana on Twitter and on Facebook. No, not on Facebook, and on Instagram. <laughs> uh, J-U-K-U Berlin yeah. is, is, is Juliana. And you can also follow me if you're not interested in my juggling stuff that I post on Instagram. You can just follow me um, at, at notjugglingluke on Instagram. That's yeah. where I post uh, food photos and mountain biking photos and computer game playing stuff and also science fiction book review podcast stuff. Yes. Can we finish this in under an hour? And Let's good do reads. it. And Goodreads, yeah. Goodreads. Um, not a lot of people have read this book on um, Goodreads. The, the next book is actually has been recommended on Goodreads. Yeah, so uh, we'll get to that in the next episode coming out in a few days' time. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Under an hour. <laughs>